The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. And uh, we are now in the third week of 2022, uh, where we will be when this episode drops. Third going on fourth. And, uh, and it seems to me that things are getting ridiculous. We have... I've, I, if I always hope we have a new listener, and I always hope I'm going to say that one of the right things that's going to wind up getting this show to go viral and have more ears hearing it, because I really think what I'm saying needs to be heard. But one of the things about it is, as of right now, I feel like certain things I'm repeating myself on. And if you're new to the show, please go listen to some of the back catalog if you want to get a better grip about what I'm talking about. But I've said it before, and we've talked about it before, about cognitive disconnect and how people are willing to believe things regardless of how fucking ridiculous are and regardless of whether or not they're true as long as it lines up with what it is they want to believe. And unfortunately, with the situation being what it is, with the fact that the COVID virus is not going away, contrary to the promises that were made in the last election cycle, contrary to all evidence that is out there, the official narrative is still, you know, keep doubling down on all the shit that hasn't worked thus far. They're talking about more lockdowns. They're talking about more restrictions. They're still pushing for a vaccine mandate, which is really an inaccurate term. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't prevent you from getting ill. It's an inoculation. Theoretically, it supposedly makes the symptoms less severe, but you can still pass on the virus. You can still catch the virus. You can still spread the virus. It literally does nothing to mitigate the existence of the virus. So it's not a vaccination. But they are pushing for mandates and requirements, despite the fact that they're not going to do any fucking good. They're not going to change the situation. It's not about stopping the virus. It's about enforcing control. And there are so many people out there that, despite all the evidence, including the so-called experts who have been, at this point, flat-out lying to the population for for a couple of years now, saying, yeah, well, the numbers have been misreported. People that are in the hospital with COVID and people that are in the hospital because of COVID are not the same thing, but they've been all getting reported as COVID-related hospitalizations. The people that have said, yeah, basically the vaccine doesn't do dick, but you still need to get it and you still need to get your boosters. And the CDC has basically said that with the new variants, masks are basically just pretty face decorations, but there's still a lot of states requiring masks to go into buildings, even though the CDC has come out and said there's no real fucking point to it. And people are still doubling down. People are still saying trust the science, even though the science has flat out admitted that they were wrong. And now the same people that were saying all this other shit about this is what we need to do and have literally stated that, okay, well, all that information should go out the window right now. But the politicians aren't changing their their tone or their stance. 
and they're still pushing for these boosts and these mandates, uh, even though the their handling of everything has been so sketchy, and the fact that they, they're not going to release any studies on the information related to these jabs until well after everybody that's gotten them is fucking dead. Yeah, no suspicion there. But I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've said that before, too. I do believe in vaccinations. I had all my shots to go to school and all that other shit. What I am opposed to is these mandates for something that has literally, by definition, not a vaccination. It doesn't prevent, it doesn't reduce, therefore, it is not a vaccination. In the midst of a a manufactured crisis, where the mainstream media and the powers that be are still trying to push the narrative that it is somehow related to people not getting the jab, while they are firing healthy medical staff that refuse the jab and keeping sick medical staff on the clock because they are jabbed even though they're still fucking sick, which has led to a shortage of qualified medical professionals, which is creating a medical emergency in a lot of places, stopping people from being able to get surgeries and things like that because, oh, well, there's a shortage of beds because of all these COVID patients. No, there's a shortage of staff. And they can only accommodate so many people without a sufficient amount of staff. And the fact that that many people are willing to say, I'm not going to take my, you can make me quit my job before I can take this. And these are medical professionals refusing it. That should tell you something. But me, I'm a big believer of choice. And the problem is, there is a lot of shit that is going on now. And a lot of things that are coming to light that three months ago were If you said you believed in these things, you were a conspiracy theorist. People were telling you to go get your tinfoil hat. And now nobody's eating crow. Nobody's apologizing. Nobody's saying, oh, well, guess what? You guys were right. They're just kind of like, well, the, the, the science has changed. The information has changed. The data has changed. No, the data was there three or four months ago, but it didn't fit the official narrative. So nobody wanted to believe it because it wasn't coming from the official narrative sources. Things like that are the reason CNN has lost 90% of its viewership. It pushed the narrative so hard, and they're so committed to it, they have to stick to their guns now. They have to, because otherwise they're just going to have to come out and say, yeah, look, we were fucking full of shit, and we knew it. And then they'll lose that last 10%. I, I don't know how they still have 10% of their audience, to be completely honest. Nobody believes them or trusts them anymore, except for a very slim margin. And now the conspiracy theory people, the tinfoil hat people, the ones that all the mainstream people are saying are nuts, are talking about more things that are coming, more infringements on our basic rights. You know, your inalienable rights, the rights that you have because you are a human being that the government is trying to take away from you. The United States was founded on the precept that you have certain inalienable rights that you have that because you are born as a human being. I mean, yeah, the, the original idea might have been more, you know, Protestant white guys, but... At this point, looking at things through the eyes of equality, you're given certain rights simply by being born a human being. And our government was originally structured to keep things small because those rights aren't gifts from the government. That's not something like things like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They exist to limit the government's power, not to limit the population's power. And by and wide, we've forgotten that they, they've gradually one little bit at a time taken more and more of their of powers they're not supposed to have and rights that we are supposed to be maintaining. And they've taken them for themselves. And they're not even trying to be subtle about it anymore. They are blatantly doing this shit. We have an executive branch that has a senile, doddering, tin pot dictator 
who I refuse to believe is in any kind of possession of his own faculties at this point. He reads the teleprompters. He echoes the points he's supposed to. They try and keep him on task, and they keep him out of the public eye as much as fucking possible because every time this guy opens his mouth, he says something fucking stupid. And then we have a legislative branch that is trying to basically hamstring the American population by saying they are entitled to all these rights and they can do basically whatever they want. One rule for us and another rule for you. Uh, There are people trying to at least restrict a little bit of it, trying to stop them from making themselves even wealthier, trying to limit insider trading and things like that. Shit that should be a crime. Shit that used to be a crime. But it's okay because it's politicians doing it. The key to that is really we need to eliminate career politicians, period. You can only serve a couple of terms, and that's it. All offices, all jobs, and we need an age of retirement. After you reach a certain age, get the fuck out. If they wouldn't hire you to hand out shopping carts at Walmart, you got no business dictating policy for the course of this country. And then we have lifelong appointed judges, which is fucking, it's supposed to be a counterbalance and a check measure because they don't have to worry about appeasing certain groups because they're appointed for life. Problem is, life spans a lot longer than it used to be, and unfortunately they still have to answer back to the people who got them elected or got them appointed. And the, 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 the concept is sound, but the execution is shit. And in a lot of ways, with social media and mass media in general, we're trying to circumvent the, the judicial system anyway by trying people in the court of public opinion. We have misinformed and ill-informed and biased bullshit assholes making their decisions about what's right and wrong before the facts are ever heard because the facts are irrelevant in today's society. People are playing to fears and feelings, and the truth just kind of falls by the wayside. So we have to really start looking at how we are looking at the information that's being presented to us. To a certain extent, it's really time to stop calling out the tinfoil hat crowd. It's time to start taking these conspiracy people a little more seriously because what was a conspiracy three months ago is the new accepted narrative now. They said, oh, there's going to be multiple jabs. One shot's not going to work. And sure enough, now people are talking about a fourth booster. They were right about that. The conspiracy people were saying... Oh, look, you're going to need a passport to go do regular things like grocery shop and to go to restaurants, to go anywhere. And now in a lot of major cities, which are all pretty hardcore blue sites, just for what that's worth, they're already talking about if you don't have your papers. And they're talking about if kids aren't getting the shot. There is literally no reason for kids to be getting the shots, especially since it doesn't do anything to mitigate the spread of the virus. Kids are not dying from COVID. And for the most part, adults aren't dying from COVID either, not exclusively. They said that 75% of the people reported as COVID deaths had at least four comorbidities. And so, yeah, they were unwell to begin with before they got the COVID and wound up in the hospital. And when a lot of people were saying that during the height of the pandemic, the mainstream media were labeling, labeling them conspiracy theorists. And a lot of people that were saying these things before are now saying other things and trying to warn the general population of potential government overreaches, of potential abuses of power, and of reasons why this shit just should not be allowed to keep continuing. And they're being labeled as conspiracy theorists. So maybe it's time to start taking those conspiracy theorists, friends of yours, a little more seriously. 
I'm starting to say, yeah, I'm coming down on the side of the conspiracy theorists because the mainstream media and the uh, accepted narrative has lost all its credibility with me. Now, does that mean I'm saying that the Earth is flat or the Earth is hollow or that there's a Nazi moon base inside the moon that they built back in 1947 and it's full of modern-day Nazis that are running the world? No. Am I saying that there's lizard people ruling the government? Eh, I do, <laughs> I do see the possibility in a few of our leaders that they could have lizard suits on, but... No, I'm not necessarily hopping on board that particular flavor. You're crazy either. But when people are saying, yeah, they're going to start putting you in camps. Oh, wait, they did that in Australia already. When they're going to say that they're going to start outlawing everything you're doing. Well, they're starting to do all that, too. I mean, it's not getting through the way it should be. But at the same time, they're trying. And here's the thing I want a lot of people to remember about this situation. Compliance is not winning you your freedom back. Doing the things that they are saying, which have all at this point been proven to be a crock of shit, you, you followed the rules, you did what you were told, and the situation has not gotten better. There were a lot of empty promises that are not being made good on. Stop believing the people that were lying to you to begin with that if you just comply harder, things will get better. That's not how this is going to work. Now, am I saying you need to be all ridiculous and obnoxious about it? No, but if something is dumb and the experts have come out and said it's basically useless and it's all virtue signaling, maybe it's time to reassess where you stand and go, hey, you know what? They're right. This is basically just a face decoration. I really don't need to be wearing it anymore. And I'm not going to comply with a stupid mandate that's making me do something that doesn't have any benefits. That's the thing. The official medical stance is that mask you got from Old Navy is not protecting you from any of the variants for shit. It's just virtue signaling. Now, if you got a cough and you want to wear one to cover your face so you don't make other people uncomfortable and so you don't cough on people, I'm actually, you know, I'm supportive of that. Cover your face if you're sick. If you're asymptomatic and you're not, there's nothing wrong with you and you have literally no, no indicators that you have anything wrong with you, there's no fucking reason for this shit. It's ridiculous. It's not about safety. It's not about health. It's about compliance and about getting people conditioned to just doing what they're fucking told. That never ends well for the people that are being told what to do. Ever. Look at history. Pick something up. Read a book. Stop. Think about it. Listen to the people that are doing the reading if you don't want to do it yourself. Stop labeling them as crazy. Stop labeling them as nuts. Try and look at things with a critical eye. Try and just open your mind to the fact that you might be getting fucked. They've been lying to us for generations. They're just doing it a lot more blatantly and a lot more grandly now. And this is where we're going to pause and take a break for a quick word from our sponsors. And then we will return with the rest of the episode. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? You choose a website hosting company that makes it simple, like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. 
Pear makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including a simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Paired Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit Pear.com free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's Pear.com free, promo code QUICKSTART to get started today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so thanks for listening to that. Now, for the second part of this episode, I want to talk about a few things. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it kind of brief, but they are things that people who are better acquainted and better equipped with looking at finances and things like that, better equipped than I am at least, uh, I have a basic understanding of finances, or a little beyond basic, probably better than some people's, but Still, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I fully encourage you to go out and look into these things because hard times are coming. I mean, I wish it wasn't true. I don't think anybody ever looks forward to hard times, but they're definitely on the horizon. Inflation is getting ridiculously out of hand. Inflation's at like 9% this year, which just if anybody's keeping track, that's really fucking high. Basically, we have a lot of dumb sons of bitches that are screaming about, oh, we need more stimulus checks and we need more free money from the government and all this other shit, who do not understand that is actually causing the inflation. And that only puts money back into the average person's hands for a very short amount of time. That free money, that stimulus check, your little stimmy stimmy, nobody invests that that is broke. Broke people are either using it to pay bills that they already accrued or to buy shit they really don't need, but they've always wanted. Because, hey, it's free money. Why not? So, realistically, that is just another way to cycle more capital, more wealth into the hands of the already wealthy. Without going into a whole tirade, because I'm not going to start saying, oh, you know, capitalism bad or any of that other shit. But, here's the problem. When you have a bunch of money that is backed by nothing, it loses its value. It's happened all over the world to all different economies. When the government starts just printing money with nothing to back it up other than the fact that they said it's worth something, it becomes fucking worthless. That's basically what inflation is. There's more cash in, in the, into sup, the surplus that's in production, that's in circulation, so the cash that's there is worth less. And so stupid people are, you know, they're screaming about we need more money. What we actually need if we want things to get better, and from an economic standpoint in the United States, because that's where I reside, so that's where my focus is, we need to start holding our shithead politicians accountable. And I've said this before, and if you're new to the show, this is a very reoccurring theme with me. 
is accountability in politics because that is one of the great imp- things impacting our lives these days. There is no accountability. We're not making these shitheads answer for the horrible decisions they're making. We need a government that's willing to live within its means, not deficit spending in the scale that has not been seen before. You know, we've added t- over $10 trillion to the national debt in the last 10 years. That's fucking ridiculous. We don't have a balanced budget, which should be par for the course if you're in politics. These people should not be getting paid because they're not actually doing their jobs. They're not performing successfully. They're not performing well. If they were in the private sector, they would all be unemployed right now. We need to start holding the politicians to the same standards that all of us are held to on a daily basis. If we don't perform well at our jobs, we will be terminated. That's how these things work. Now, they're elected, so it's a little harder to terminate them, but we can start holding them accountable. We can start putting people in place. It's, we have to start realizing we need to work outside of the system that's there because the system that's there doesn't work for anybody except for people that are in the system. The average person is just getting fucked. Left, right, I don't care which way you're leaning. You're getting fucked. We need to address the issue, and we need to start looking at things with a more critical eye. There's a real, real good chance we're going to get hit with another depression comparable to the one that was only alleviated by the United States entering World War II. Stop and think about that for a minute. The Great Depression was ended by a planetary war. There's any conflict that would happen on that kind of scale that could all of a sudden jumpstart the American economy again is not going to end well for the anybody on the planet because... We Our destructive capabilities are so much higher than they ever were that anything that would happen on that kind of scale is going to fuck the planet. Well, at least the human race. I think the planet would recover if we managed to wipe ourselves out. It would probably be better for the planet in general, but it would be really shitty for humanity. we got to figure there's going to be a depression on the horizon. The powers that be really don't have the vision to look beyond their own short-sighted power grabs, so you can't expect them to do anything without us really holding their toes to the fucking fire. But realistically, shy shy of actual open conflict, things are going to get really shitty for a lot of people very shortly. So my advice to anybody that cares to listen is you need to start insulating yourself against that. I have talked before about becoming, you know, financially where you can be mobile, where you can be A fiscal nomad, I believe, is the term that I picked up from somebody. I've referenced Jason Stapleton before as somebody who I respect in terms of the way he's looking at these problems and the potential issues in the future. I really, I'm going to say it again, you should go check out his program, and I will stick a link in the show notes, and I realistically, go listen to his podcast, go look at the services he offers, go look at the Nomad Network, it's... It's in your own best interest. You need to start preparing to take care of yourself because no matter how you feel about it, Big Brother's not going to help you out of this one. The government is not going to come and fucking save you. There's not going to be some sort of quality life provided for you. you got to take care of yourself. You've got to provide for yourself. You have to make sure you are ready to try and weather what's on the fucking horizon. The only way to do that is to prepare yourself. And... For a long time, a lot of people talk shit about preppers and doomsday preppers in particular. But 
we're starting to look at doomsday scenarios, not because we want to, not because the world's going to end in an atomic war or any of this other shit, but because the simple fact of the matter is economic collapse is another kind of doomsday. If you are not prepared to deal with it, it's going to hit you that much fucking harder. You cannot count on these assholes that are in power to do the right thing to save you and your family. They don't give a shit about you and your family. You are, at best, an asset to them. At worst, you're just there, and they don't give a shit. They think about you about as much as you think about the ants that are hanging out in your backyard. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't matter. You're a means to an end to them. You're not actually important. And you have to keep that in mind to, like I said, to weather what's coming. And so I have a few suggestions you know, and I'm not going to be telling you crazy things like you need to go off the grid and go live in the, the middle of the Ozarks somewhere and, and stock up on guns and ammo and, and canned goods and, you know, canned food that's going to last for 60 or 70 years in, in your bunker somewhere. I mean, if if you have the resources and you want to do that, great, by all means. If I had the money, I would be in a compound somewhere with big, thick walls, a moat, and plenty of storage and plenty of way to be off the grid. I would have solar cells and a windmill and anything else I could come up with to ensure that the people I cared about were taken care of when the shit went sideways. I would have a greenhouse. I would have plenty of properties so I could see people coming. And that's, you know, a pipe dream for me at this point. I am not fiscally independent, so I don't have the resources to go buy a huge chunk of property and seclude myself from the outside world. But there are still things you can do to help mitigate what's on the horizon. Again, this may in some ways feed into noncompliance because when they are trying to manipulate things to maintain power, they will try and regulate things and they will try and say you are not allowed to do this because it is not sanctioned by the state or whatever. And yes, I am talking about a police state. I am very concerned that that is on the horizon, particularly when the economy decides to take a nosedive. They're going to use that panic to justify seizing more power and more control over your life. So what you need to do is make yourself capable of dealing with these things. The first thing I'm going to recommend, start buying books on how to do shit. How to explain basic things, basic repairs, basic maintenance, growing food, and books. Not e-books, not digital downloads physical media because if we're starting to deal with rolling blackouts or you have to figure out how to put up a generator or you need to figure out how to set up a solar cell or a solar still or water collection or water for purification or how to can food or how to grow food how to set up indoor gardens how to set up container gardens any of the sort of stuff that may very well be on the horizon you know, the things that may make you understand why your great-grandparents were, were washing tinfoil and saving bacon fat and using everything because they had to. That was part of having to survive. And the simple fact of the matter is, in today's society, the way things are right now, the vast majority of people, if the power went out tomorrow, would be thoroughly fucked. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a possibility. You need to be prepared for it. You need to be ready for when there are rolling blackouts, for when there is restrictions on how much power is available, when they're trying to tell you how much food you can have because there's only so much to go around and it's all controlled by state-run stores and you have to start growing 
things in pickle buckets in your fucking basement to keep your family fed and functional. Yeah, these may be worst case scenarios. Having that knowledge is never going to be a bad thing. Having it in an actual fucking book is going to be a lifesaver when your power gets turned off at 5 o'clock and if you use over 50 watts a day, they know you're doing more than just running your fucking TV and your, and your lights. And it could get to that point. It really could. Particularly when our money's worthless and the bills are still going to have to be paid for. They're not just going to ever give us these things for free. So you have to be prepared to function and work around and know how to do these things. And if not be you know, fluent in these things, you have to at least have a basic working understanding of things. Me personally, I have a basic working understanding of a lot of things. I am not nearly as concerned about how I would cope in these situations as a lot of people I know. And the ability to cope and function is going to be even more crucial in population-dense areas. If you're living in a more rural area and shit starts to go sideways, you're going to feel it less because you're not as dependent on external sources to survive. And you will have space and resources to be able to do things like plant a garden. If you're living in a brownstone on the third floor and you don't have a yard, you better be able to plant some shit in some pots if you want to be able to feed yourself. And you better be able to do it discreetly if you don't want the guy down the street who's bigger and tougher than you but less inclined to do gardening to come take your shit. I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't want to preach panic. But being prepared is never a bad thing. And doing it ahead of time when we still have abundant resources and abundant electricity. And if you go to the stores these days, in a lot of places, abundance is not the right word. There are still ridiculous amounts of shortages. There are still supply chain issues, which is a manufactured issue in the first place. I've said it before. That's another one of those things the conspiracy theorists have been saying it for a while. This is a manufactured issue. There was no fucking reason for things to get this bad. It was mismanagement, poor policy, and poor handling of a situation that led to this problem. Now... We can come back from it. We're, I don't believe we're so far gone that we can't turn things around, but it's going to take some getting ready. It's going to take some pr- preparation. It's going to take being careful. And realistically, it's going to work a lot better if we can start being decent to each other and taking care of each other and not trying to make everything into a fucking fight. Because that's what the people that are running this country into the ground and running the world into the ground, really, that's what they want. They want division. They want to keep fostering us against each other so we don't notice that it should be us against them and so just be good to people be decent be understanding be be caring if you know something that complements something your neighbor knows maybe get along go along and you guys can work together and you'll both be a little bit better off for it if you've got room to garden and your neighbor happens to have a couple of chickens everybody gets a little bit of this and a little bit of that everybody is happy and We have to get back into a mentality of taking care of each other instead of fighting and blaming each other for everything we're not happy about in the world. The the shit is not going to fix itself. We have to start being more proactive. We have to start being better people. And until then, we have to be ready to deal with the blowback of all the shit that got us to this point in the first place. So take care of yourselves. Get ready. Go buy books. If you can't buy books, go buy a decent printer and a shitload of paper and start downloading files and printing them out now. Get binders. 
Make your binders full of your papers that you downloaded online and stick them somewhere. Get the resources so when the shit does go sideways, you can at least take care of yourself to a certain extent. Get books on food canning, food prep, food growing. Get books on basic electronics, basic maintenance, basic mechanics. Get resource materials on herbal remedies and and field medicine, I think is the right term for it. Uh, you know, things, what kind of plants have medicinal properties? So when you can't go to the store and get any Tylenol, you can still find something that's going to stop you from being fucking miserable. What kind of things have natural analgesics? What sort of things have natural cleansing properties? So when we can't get chemicals, you can still be safe and be effective and get through life. So be good. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.